it's time to turn up the volume as we hit the auto action rev limiter. And here's your host, Andrew Clark, with Paul Dover and Bruce Williams. Welcome to the Auto Action Rev Limiter. I'm Andrew Clark, and shortly I'll be joined by Auto Action's Bruce Williams and Paul Gover. But first, we had a weekend with nothing, no supercars and no Formula One, but that didn't stop rumour mill running rampant, which we'll get to a little bit later. Scott McLaughlin finished second in the IndyCar race, and Chris Boucher, however, won the second NASCAR race in a row, which is quite impressive. Uh, in the week before, Shane Van Gisbergen and Brody Kostecki take them all on. Um, so because we don't have anything to talk about as such, no car racing to talk That's about. outrageous, Andrew. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to interrupt. We're going to make it all up. <laughs> no, there was plenty going on in the motorsport world. There was the, the Winton Festival of Speed for all the historic racing. That drew a good crowd and everybody was up there that had a good time. All the living rev- relics and their uh, their old cars, they all were up there having a good time. And there was the, uh, the uh, trophy series up at uh, Queensland, at uh, Queensland Raceway. So yep. there's been a bit going on. And, and uh, you're forgetting that Matt Campbell won a sports car race in America oh, as well. I was going to say there was some uh, some IMSA racing and Matty, our Matty Campbell uh, delivered his first win in the Porsche and uh, that was a big result and we're pleased to see that because that's been a little while coming. And, uh, yeah, the, I mean, may not it might have been quiet here, but there's plenty, plenty going on and we've just recovered from a, a big weekend of uh, deadline. Yes. Now... That's Bruce Williams. Hello, Bruce. Hello, uh, Andrew. Hello, Paul. <laughs> Hello, Brucey. How's your pussy? Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> I got two, I got two pussies here today, Bruce. Well, I was very concerned when you when your pussy ran away, but you you apparently found it under a neighbour's house. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic, Bruce. I love grovelling in the mud trying to get my pussy underway. <laughs> now I've now put one. I put an Apple Air tag on it. The thing you normally put on your luggage, and it's and oh, I've got one. It's got a little buzzer, so if I can't find the cat, I hit the I hit the buzzer, and and yesterday I found it in one of the shoe cupboards. Oh well, that's good. <laughs> That'll help the the cat trackers when uh, when it escapes again, and a little uh, hopefully it'll glow in the dark and it'll light up on the illuminated scope, so yes. that it can get, become a nice target. Do you get oh, fine having cats outside at night in Queensland? Uh, uh, Yes, we are. In Canberra, you're not. And it's a $1,500 fine. We're getting off the track here, but it's a $1,500 fine in Canberra if you can stand out. Can we get back to the main core issue that we discussed? We can, but first of all, Bruce, we're going to have a break because we've got advertisers to keep happy. Yes, our very, very good friends at AC Delco. They've stuck with us, even even though they, uh, yep, no, they're there. They're they're there with their batteries and uh, Craig from Queensland will be doing a bit of talking. Yes, Craig from Queensland. Anyway, we'll have that break. Hi, Craig Lowndes here. On the track, success is all about teamwork. On the road, I rely on the team at AC Delco. AC Delco batteries have a wide range to suit cars, SUVs and 4x4s, light commercials and trucks, even boats, caravans, forklifts, agricultural and generators. And AC Delco batteries are designed to exceed the demands of the modern stop-start engine requirements. So check your battery and ask, is it AC Delco? Because certainty starts here. Right, welcome back to the Rev Limiter. We're going to go through a couple of things to do with supercars, I reckon, because it's always a good topic for us. The first one, because it's the cover story on this edition of um, Auto Action, is the engine braking issue with the Mustangs. So I thought, yeah, firstly, Bruce... Bruce sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. Um, the motorsport media has been whipped into a frenzy, and I see even internationally whipped into a frenzy of the announcement that... Um, 
the little bloke, Will Brown, looks like he's bailing out at Erebus and heading to well, uh, Queensland. What I think is interesting is that there hasn't been an announcement. There is no oh. quote from anybody. Now, Brucey, I know you tracked down your – you went sleuthing today. You like that? Uh, yeah. Proper sleuthing, <laughs> trying to I track things down. I don't, I, I don't sleuth, Paul. I investigate. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you'd be pleased to know I spoke with Will Brown today. And he oh, popped, yeah. what did Will Brown have to say? Was he, he said, he's racing, he he said he's, racing the Audi, he's racing the Audi next weekend <laughs> in the TCR up in Queensland. I should come and see him then. And he still won't be able to tell me anything, but he was chuckling. So uh, uh, the one thing he did say is that Erebus has never been a team that's too worried about, you know, money and finances and things. And uh, that was about it, really, because I asked him if he'd have to spend a lot of his money as a used car dealer to buy himself out of any contract he might have at Erebus. Sorry again. Sorry, I might have confused the viewers. The reference to how his pussy was was the fact that you'd met him at the vet a little while ago, didn't you? Oh no, he was at the vet, and we were no. That was that was Davy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Will. Um, he, we were talking about our respective pussy problems. Um, right, his, okay. his, he was at the doctor with his uh, with his pussy, whereas mine had gone completely missing. Yeah. <laughs> now, Andrew. Um, so we are getting distracted, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's relevant to the conversation because via the uh, the veterinarian, uh, Paul has struck up a relationship with Will. I mean, a lot of people have had a conversation with Will. He's actually quite a, an approachable and affable young bloke. But I've, from memory, uh, Andrew, I think you've been predicting that there was a possibility that uh, Will might end up at Triple Eight for quite some time. This is not news to you. No, no, he was my hot tip all along um, because he's he just fits the bill, doesn't he? He's got the right sort of skill set and... Uh, He's not going to be grief-stricken. I think the um, Richie Stanaway, I think you're buying him, you, you don't know what you're buying in terms of trouble. I think his career at, um, at Gary Rogers Motorsport and Tickford before that sort of said, yeah, a bit, bit risky there. And, and most people thought that's where he was going. But um, I think um, PG and I were having a discussion once and we said, well, what, why aren't they talking to Brody and Will? And then I did a bit of sniffing and um, people kept saying, oh, the people in the know, the real people kept saying, Will, 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 Will. Yeah. And that's what it looks like is going to happen. Oh, well, good on him. Um, Hopefully, uh, Barry will be uh, Barry will be uh, find a uh, that's Barry from uh, Dandenong, not Barry from the Blue Mountains, but uh, <laughs> Barry from uh, Southeast Dandenong will be uh, possibly looking for a uh, an experienced driver. I would have thought um, whether or not he wants to go through the pain of training up another young bloke to replace uh, Will will be an interesting thing. Well, there's a bloke called Dave Reynolds who might be free. Do you reckon oh, he can mend the bridges? <laughs> Yes, that uh, I can only imagine that work. That recipe being put back together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He didn't just he didn't just break the bridge. He burned it down and then nuked what was left. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, can't see that happening again. He did the same with Callies and ended up back there, though, didn't he? But anyway, um, so yeah, so that's the story's going to play out. Um, I actually approached Barry, and uh, Barry rang me up, and uh, he thought we were talking about uh, a recipe for some cake, and we were going to have a chat about his. Um, his um, vocab use of particular words in the vocabulary, but um, I did quiz him about the uh, the suggestion his driver was in. He told me to. Um, in fact, he uh, he reiterated one of the words that he'd used on uh, national television, and um, yeah, he um, well <laughs> put it this way, he didn't want to talk about it. So, but that's all right. did he but, do? A, did he do a Gun Gunter Steiner because he's well, but, he but he was very polite. He says fuck a lot in there. F O K. He was very polite, and he did suggest to me that uh, the moment that he finds out what's going on, he'll uh, he'll pop into the podcast. He said that 
the three of us would probably pry pry him open and uh, he'd say something that he'd probably regret in the short term. So he decided oh. not to come on the podcast today. Let's try and get him on next week then. That could be fun, prying um, things out of Barry because um, once he gets going, he's going. <laughs> now, sorry, Andrew. We've lost yeah. the plot completely. Well, we haven't. So let's stick on the silly season stuff for the moment because um, we do talk about it a little bit in this issue of Auto Action. Um, uh, Dave Reynolds is the centre of a bunch of rumours. I mean, uh, they've got him talking about a couple of places, but uh, what's your gut feel on that, PG? Is um, Davey on the move? Oh, he's definitely on the move. Uh, I think it's a question of where he ends up. Um, Charlie Schwerkoff and Team 18 would be my pick. I don't know about you guys, but I did speak to both of them. Neither were talking about it. But if you look at um, what Charlie's looking for, he wants somebody who can, you know, he needs somebody who can win races. But that everybody tells you that. I talked to Stephen Grove. What are you looking for? Somebody can win races. What are you looking for down at WAU with Bruce? Oh, somebody can win races. You know, they're all they're all after uh, you know this holy grail. And I don't reckon there's too many around. What do you, you know, Bruce? We, we were talking earlier today about whether you're going to take a gamble on a young bloke and who would be a good young bloke. Um, and the other thing is, because this all happens again at the end of next year, because lots of blokes are out of contract at the end of 24. Yeah, I think that whatever happens this year could even be for the short term because there will be a, a bunch of guys, and I'm not trying to get rid of them, but, you know, Courtney still marketable, still has a go. Mark Winterbottom, still popular with the fans, still has a go. He won a race a few, you know, a month or so ago in Darwin. Um, but re- the reality is these guys aren't far away from retirement. It's not about them getting sacked. They're not far away from retirement. So there's going to be some big, you know, there's going to be some some big replacements required in the uh, in the not very distant future. And uh, SVG started the domino effect of it uh, all falling apart. And we know there's a lot of really good young talent coming through in Super 2 and Super 3, plus also those other categories that don't quite qualify for super licences, but uh, plenty of good young talent that uh, needs to, somebody needs to give it a crack, don't they? I, I still think um, young Zane Goddard deserves another go. He, um, What happened to him at Bathurst, uh, well, last year, I suppose, yeah. um, was one of those things, and, and I, I watched him carefully in Darwin, He's a really lovely, polite young bloke. He's well presented. He's got a good nature. Triple Eight have got him in a car with with uh, Craig from Queensland at uh, Sandown and Bathurst. I reckon he'd have to be a, a shot of of you know if he was the sort of kid that was put in a good car and was managed properly and steered in the right way. I reckon Zane's still got some uh, some value. And as you say, there's one or two other young kids that. Um, that are lurking around in, in Super 2 and Super 3 and Carrera Cup and what have you. I think uh, young Cam McLeod, who we watch pretty closely here at Auto Action, I think his long-term uh, potential is pretty genuine as well. He's doing a great job in Super 3 and he's taking it up to a lot of the guys in Super 2. There's a lot of talk about Kai Allen at the moment and stay tuned because I think there might be some controversy around young Kai. Oh, that'll be good. I'm looking forward to that because I noticed that uh, Ben Croke last week at, e- at uh, Eastern Creek was cuddling up to him in the press conference and keeping him away from those rival team bosses and said, we've got big plans and we're looking forward to doing stuff with him and blah, blah, blah. So basically telling everybody else, you better come and have a sniff around him because he's good and uh, we haven't well, got him on a contract yet. There's, there's a lot going on in the background. He's, he's signed up to uh, drive the wild car with Simona at uh, Bathurst this year. Um, stay tuned. I should, yeah, because I reckon that uh, 
that's going to be an issue that's going to raise its ugly head pretty mm. soon. But, um, yeah, the driver market's obviously interesting. There's a lot going on. SVG moving out sort of caused a, caused a move at the top, and it's it's going to have an effect down the bottom. But, you know, there's plenty of young kids out there, and at the end of the day, there's some probably some not-so-young kids that could probably be, you know, if they were nurtured and put in the right car, could probably do a bloody good job as well. A lot of these guys... A lot of these guys are capable of winning if they're in the right car. Yeah. The forgotten bloke is Zach Best, isn't it? I mean, uh, pole winner from last year in the, the bend. I mean, he's got yeah, a, with a, with a big free radar, kick, remember, Andrew? Only a little free kick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because tyres don't make any difference at all in supercars. No, not at all. They were the same. You know, they, they, we were told they were the same tyres. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they weren't. They, well, that's right. They weren't. But anyway... Yeah. Um, anyway, so we do talk about the um, we do talk about this in the latest issue. So if people want to read more about it, they can pick up the, the magazine and look at it. But uh, it's also one of those things we'll keep on top of on the website as oh, the um, of course our social media platform and the Auto Action website's got you know hourly and momentarily updates. So there's lots going on. Well, it's but, the most um, updated motorsport website in Australia, I think. Plus, it's got lots of broad coverage, Andrew. We don't just cover or we don't just uh, go for the easy low hanging fruit of. Um, of supercars and Formula One, we're actually out there talking about the whole of motorsport, from sprint cars all the way to club racing. We've got it all, including Indeed. Target Tasmania. Well, well have we, we can do we, that in a minute? We, not we yet. Have, it's not. <laughs> uh, uh, Paul, are you yes, jumping sir. the queue? No, no, no. I was talking about the broad spread of what we're doing. I mean, oh, okay. right? I because, think Andrew yeah. would love to steer us back into the general direction of the uh, Ford parody. Engine braking. Engine braking, yes. So, Bruce, you're a driver. Spell it, it, Andrew, so people don't think that they're throwing Conrods out through the sides or anything. B-R-E-A-K, Andrew. We're talking about braking as in slowing down. Jeez, I hope we spelt the bloody braking on the front cover properly then this week. I did get you to change it, didn't I? (laughs) Yeah, no, I was actually trying to be a shit stir and say the Mustang engine braking, but it's actually Uh, braking. So so what... What's apparently gone on is that the map that, that was was supplied, the engine, the tune, when we talk about the map, the, the engine has a control, a, a computer in it. It's called an ECU, engine control unit or um, computer. So it has the map, which is the tune, the full tune file of all the thing in the engine. And with a, an engine like a modern Coyote engine, there are literally thousands, thousands of little tiny things that you can change in that map. All sorts of things. There's things that you couldn't even imagine that were worth changing and changing. And one of the things that's been identified, and, and it, first off it was a, a chassis issue and an aerodynamic issue, but it appears that part of the problem of the, of the, uh, the rear tyres blowing off on the Mustangs has actually been a, a little bit too much engine retardation on deceleration, which tends to drag the back wheels going into the corner and a few of the drivers have told me that they've been chasing, you know, chasing um, front brake to try and stop the, the effect that the, the rear wheels sort of having that natural tendency to lock up. If you imagine going down the road and you're in fourth gear and then you jam it into second and, you know, that's what engine braking is like. It slows the car down. We're all pretty familiar with it. But apparently the map had quite a bit of retardation in it and um, they took it out. They took some of it out and tried it at uh, Eastern Creek, and there was a little bit of a change. Yeah, so I think it's. Um, I mean, turning to Tim Edwards and uh, my spies from inside supercars. I mean, it's one of the key. It's one of the steps. There's plenty of things that they need to fix to uh, to try and get it right. Obviously, so each step, 
um, they get a bit closer, I suppose. But um, Bathurst is their goal now. Their Ford teams are hoping by Bathurst they've actually got parity and believe they can go racing. Well, there's no, nothing there. left really, is there? Honestly, although Bruce and I are both big fans of the Sandown 500. Oh, Sandown 500 is a great event. Um, so oh, anyway, we're hoping here at Auto Action that uh, the uh, Ford teams have found some hidden treasure with their <laughs> new map. <laughs> Thank you, Bruce. Thank you, Bruce. Uh, They've been digging around and they've come up with this new map and let's hope that they find some treasure in some parody. Excellent. All right, there's a story on that as well. Let's um, One of our crazy mates came up with an idea the other day that he said into you, Bruce, on um, balance of performance and he wanted to add weight to the people who win races. What are your oh, thoughts? Wayne on? Webster, one of Paulie Gover's long-time mates and uh, yep. an industry stalwart. He, Webster is, is an icon of the industry. Um, probably... Uh, Probably very a little bit. He's probably more enthusiastic than I am about having a beer, but um, he still has <laughs> moments of clarity. And when he has those moments of clarity, he's a he's a great motorsport thinker. And he he wrote us in a letter, and uh, he actually wanted us to come on the podcast, but it's a bit late in the day for him to come on. So, um, but he proposed balance of performance, and if you look at it, you know it's no different to the Melbourne Cup or GT racing or. Um, IMSA racing or, or British touring IMSA. cars, German touring cars. Yeah. Um, we, have in, world. we have it here in um, uh, uh, TCR and uh, obviously and the touring. World Endurance Championship. So hmm. it basically comes down to is if you perform a lot, and this comes back to the sporting parity suggestion, you know, if you win a lot, you carry a bit of extra weight. And um, those that spend their time back down the back of the field, uh, as he referred to it, would be carrying the equivalent of a rusty MX-5. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what would we be thinking? I mean, is it, so let's say, you know, um, Brock Feeney and Shane Van Gisbergen have won four races this year. Do they cop 10 kilograms for each win? I think you'd need – I mean, look, I'm, I'm in favour. I, I don't mind the balance of performance. What it does tend to do, though, it tends to clip the teams that do a good job. It's, almost, it's a penalty for being good, and it – you know, some people might say it's a very socialist way of doing it. Those uh, those people on the in the on the right side of politics and the uh, yeah with the red the, the Trumparians might say it's you know the giving free kicks to losers. But basically, what it's about it's about keeping the racing closing. And, yeah. and I suppose for something these cars are pretty finely tuned. So if you got if you cop five kilos for a win and you know, Two and three kilos for a, for a second and a couple of and a kilo and a half or something, you know. If, by the time you've won four races, you're up. You're carrying an extra twenty kilos of weight around, and that has a fair impact. Yeah, you imagine imagine Max Verstappen; he'd have a B double hooked on the back <laughs> <laughs> and still win. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sergio, well, only because they tell Sergio to come second as well. <laughs> yeah. So look, there's there's lots of categories around the world that live and die on the balance of performance, and it's. It's not an unreasonable thing. I can already, I can hear, I can hear Roland Dane melting down. I can hear Barry from Dandenong South having a meltdown and all that sort of stuff. And fair enough, it's not our idea, but it, it is something that people are talking about. And you know, maybe if they can't get the parity right, then maybe they need to look at a balance of performance to encourage things. But I'm not, I'm not convinced that it's. I still think it's a sporting situation. So who knows? Well, I, I did raise this with Tim from Campbellfield. Oh, right. And, and um, he wasn't that kind of anti it, but he said it does work better when you've got multiple cars. That you know, When you've only got two makes, it's not quite so easy. But I think he wasn't focusing on the fact that, you know, some drivers, some cars just keep on winning. 
and they're the ones that you actually want to go whacking, not the actual Camaro. You're well, the other, the other thing is my, his Wayne's Webster's model and the one that I would think would be to would to be to actually ballast the the actual competitors themselves, not yeah. the, not the not, not the main. Because yeah. you know, like with with TCR, for example, you get one or two particular mo- um, drivers who are you know full time drivers, and they blow the doors off everybody. And you know, Freddie Flange down the back in his old in his Audi, who's sort of struggling to keep up, he's carrying the same weight around. So anyway, mm. let's move on. So PG, um, would, what sort of difference would twenty kilograms make? Do you think? Well, it's not just how much you put in, it's how much you take out as well. So the thing about it is if you won three in a row, 20 kilos is about what you need straight away to punish them uh, or slow them down or whatever you want to call it. But the thing about it is then they, like in the British Touring Car stuff, which is run by my old mate Alan Gow, who's uh, the second best ringmaster or or third best because first is Bernie Eccleston, second is is Tony Tony from the Gold Coast. Uh, that'll be <laughs> Cochrane, and then, but Gal, they they put weight in, but they take it out as well progressively. So you get a big lump for winning, and then if you don't go so on the next couple, it progressively falls away. But I I've got to f- see they put I think ten kilos in the bridge touring cars, which are mostly little rice burnery type things that don't have much horsepower. Um, to slow down a supercar, you'd have to put a fair amount of weight. Remember the remember the Nissan GDR, Bruce. How much did they have in that? Like, I'm not sure. It was remember, 100. it had like it had yeah. like a hundred kilos in it. Was still yeah. winning. And Freddie Gibson yeah. complained that they were going to break the wheels at Bathurst. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, these things are going to. Be, that was his big argument that he took to cams. He was, oh, you know, we're going to kill somebody. These wheels are going to fail. And yeah, you know, they went down the road route of scaring people. But yeah, look, and then they went out and won. What, what you would find, it, strangely enough, at a place like Bathurst, 20 kilos would make bugger all difference, um, depending on where you put it. But, I mean, it'd have to be a specified thing. But as you say, as, they, as the results dwindle, you uh, get that weight taken off. Well, we, we can actually look at the results of this, putting the weight in, Bruce, because I remember back in the day, Dick Johnson Racing had Max Wilson, remember him? Mighty, <laughs> Mighty Mouse, who weighed about 50 kilos, and they had Stephen Johnson, and, and they stopwatched it, and between the exit of Hell Corner and the top of Mountain Straight, uh, Stephen was losing between two and three-tenths to Max up the hill. Yeah. We could always stick the weight out the back of the, you know, the rear bumper and make them handle like Porsches. Yes, that's yeah. true. That's true. But anyway, right. let's, let's move it along. Let's move on. So um, this, well, next weekend, not this weekend, but the one after, we've got our big NASCAR adventure for um, Brody and Shane Van Gisbergen and a Isn't bunch it this of. This weekend, Andrew. Yes, it's uh, this weekend. Oh, sorry, it is this weekend. You're right. Well, you You're just told on. us. You just told us that as we're recording, Brody's in the in the simulator over in the states. So it must be this weekend. Yes, it is this weekend. You're right. I'm, I don't know why I was thinking next weekend because next you? weekend is the bend. So I'm so sure they're having. We're having yes. a chat with the. Uh, Brody's uh, team man tomorrow evening, I believe. Yes, yeah, we're going to do a special edition and find out how Brody went in the simulator and um, maybe talk through what the simulators are like. The NASCAR simulator is not quite like the ones we sit in at home. Um, no, so I think quite it's a pretty advanced thing. Yeah. So anyway, so we got Andrew Dickerson from um, Richard Childress Racing. We're going to have a chat to him tomorrow and we'll do a special edition leading into the um, big NASCAR thing this weekend. Well... Um, while we're on that subject, there, there, I've, I've heard that there are going to be a few extra Aussies at the Brickyard this coming weekend. Well, it's funny you should say that, Paul. <laughs> junkets, junkets, junkets. <laughs> uh, we're not talking about you this time, Andrew, though, are we? You're not going. 
No, I paid for myself. It's not no, a joke no, when you pay uh, yourself. This is in the form of a delegation from uh, Supercars uh, Management are going over there to uh, kiss some ass. I mean, um, sorry, did I say kiss? Oh, sorry, I said it again. <laughs> going over there to have a chat with uh, the uh, Ford and uh, Chevrolet heavyweights. Do you think they're going economy class? Oh, I wouldn't have thought so. So a, pre- well, so a business class trip... Going. Marcus Business class okay. flight to Indy is twenty thousand mm, dollars at the moment. Mm, 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 wow! Mm. And I'm sure that, that they've that got a fair bit, they'll have a fair bit of baggage with them as well, though. I, I I'm thinking oh, baggage, <laughs> absolutely. So we yes. should name who they are, Andrew. You can you can break the news. Who they are? Yeah. Oh, I only know of Shane Howard and Mark Scaife, but um, or believe Mark Scaife. We're not quite sure. And that was either going to be Mark Scaife or Barclay, but Bruce no, has spoken Barclay's to Barclay and Barclay said he's not going. Barclay's well, got to stay home to support his footy team, I'd reckon. As, and Scaife uh, supports Collingwood, so he wouldn't mind leaving. Yes. Well, after the Hawks touched him up, of course. Oh, um, Andrew, Who else do we know, PG? Do we got any? I believe the technical chief of supercars is part of this three-person uh, expedition. Okay, so that's sixty grand in flights, I believe twenty grand the, in accommodation. I, I believe the baggage that they're carrying has got um, parity written on the side of it. Uh, <laughs> I think you're probably right. The other, yes, thing, I think there'll be some interesting discussions with um, Rushbrook and um, the guys from Chev and so forth. I mean, well, I think that just also, there's probably a whole bunch of stuff as you talked about, Andrew, just how well they do the promotion at NASCAR. I think it'd be yeah. good for them to jump out of the supercars bubble and have a look at how. Other people do it. Yeah, I think there's plenty to learn. I mean, NASCAR's a pretty impressive show when they get into it. So uh, I, I was saying when I came back that we need to get them over there to have a look at it. But um, I was hoping they were going to take me over to show them. But uh, No, they don't need that much baggage, Andrew. <laughs> yes, and I just don't get junkets. It kills me. Not That's like right. PG. Not, you're Ferrari's not the only one, one mate. You're yeah. not the only one. Yes. Anyway, so um, I think that wraps us up for supercars at the moment. Anything else we want to talk about supercars, guys? No, it's all sort of. I think it'll all stick its head up above the service next week. Yeah, beautiful. All right, so um, what of a quick chat about? Well, we're going to have a break, Andrew, because you know we yeah, we're going to be tired, Andrew. We should have a we should have a break and, and let somebody contribute to some some money to the the uh, Bruce Williams retirement fund. Have you got a second advertiser, Bruce? No, but we could always give our friends at uh, AC Delco a little bit of extra love. That's up to you. I mean, we could do that, though, couldn't we? Yeah, let it roll, Tony. Hi, Craig Lowndes here. On the track, success is all about teamwork. On the road, I rely on the team at AC Delco. AC Delco batteries have a wide range to suit cars, SUVs and 4x4s, light commercials and trucks, even boats, caravans, forklifts, agricultural and generators. And AC Delco batteries are designed to exceed the demands of the modern stop-start engine requirements. So check your battery and ask, is it AC Delco? Because certainty starts here. Rightio. Okay, we're back. Um, Andrew's uh, feeling the effects of a uh, little bit of over-medication, so I'm going <laughs> to try and uh, crank things up a little bit. Now, um, Paul... You're a man. I'm pretty sure you've competed in Target Tasmania over the years. Am I right in saying that? No, I was never allowed to go because my good friend Alan Horsley, the man known as H, was worried I'd kill myself so he wouldn't let me have one of his cars. But I have been down there and spectated. I've talked to a lot of people for whom it is the biggest event of the year. Um, They have missed it badly. Yes, there's been controversy and yes, people have sadly died in Target Tasmania. Um, but there are a lot of people who want to see the event continue. 
Motorsport Australia had an investigation. They didn't like the outcome, so they are appealing to a higher authority themselves and uh, organising a new structure to take Targa, not just Targa Tasmania, but Targa competition in Australia forward again. So it's good news um, for everybody who's a fan of Targa. I'm guessing the people at Motorsport Australia are a little bit miffed and hiding in the corner because they said, we don't want to play your game. We're taking our bat and ball and going somewhere else. Yeah, I think it confused me a little bit. So the re- the, right now there's been a – in uh, Targa is an iconic event and um, it's been going a long time now. It's it's one of the holy grails for a lot of people and, um, you know, it, it's huge economic benefit to uh, regional Tasmania because – it's a bit different to the to when uh, the Hawks or North Melbourne go down and play their some of their home games at Launceston or wherever or at Hobart or when the cricket goes to Hobart or the supercars go to Simmons Plains. They're both based in, in basically Launceston and Hobart. And what Target delivers is massive amounts of, um, of, of bed usage and accommodation booking and restaurants and food usage and, and fuel and all those sort of things all the way through regional Tasmania. I mean, there's almost not one part of the, the corner of the state it doesn't cover. It has a huge economic benefit. Um, you know, they have they run thousands of kilometres of competitive stages. In fact, I read recently that one Targa event, they travel more kilometres than the whole of the Australian Rally Championship and one in, does in a year. So it's a significant motorsport event. It does come, it is massively challenging. And as we know, sadly, there's been some fatalities. And um, in recent years, um, there's been, as you said, several inquiries. And the most recent one came up with a whole heap of recommendations. I think there was 92 or 94 in total. And basically, uh, it, 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 the, the, the onerous um, changes um, that were put on Targa, um, as as a business, and um, and uh, the competitors, in fact, forcing some of them to uh, pay four and a half thousand dollars for a license, and regardless of their experience, and regardless of how many races they've done or events they've done, a minimum of three days of training at eight hundred and eighty dollars a day. And um, Mark Perry, the CEO of Targer, and um, Eugene Rocca, uh, the outgoing CEO of Motorsport Australia, have been. Uh, in a war of words in the Tasmanian media. And, um, yeah, it's getting pretty ugly. I think the interesting thing, Bruce, um, with the story that's coming up in Auto Action this weekend is that um, we've got the AASA and we've got Motorsport Australia, but um, the Targa guys say there are others who can sanction their their event, which I thought was interesting. Well, it's the first time that I've actually had the opportunity to speak to Mark. He's not an easy guy to get hold of. He doesn't go out of his way for the to seek publicity, but he has stood his ground. They're pressing on. This has all come about because uh, a couple of weeks ago, Targa released roadbooks and uh, maps for their 2024 event. Immediately after that, Motorsport Australia came out and said, we will not sanction this event. And um, Targa have come out and said, well, the event's going ahead. And um, Motorsport Australia and the ASA, which also run lots of Targa events, Targa-style events, um, aren't the only parties in town that can provide um, insurance. And what a lot of people don't know is that Targa's owned by Dutton's, which is now owned by a fairly substantial overseas corporation. So, you know, if they can get insurance and whatever. And it's interesting, you know, the people who run Targa or those events are pretty pretty, pretty grounded in the way they do things. 
all the targa competition around australia that's been going for a long time is based on the targa rules uh that's run by motorsport australia events so it's a big stash it's a big fight it's getting a little bit uh political and a little bit personal tasmanian premiers come out in support of the event um and as far as mark perry's concerned it's going ahead and uh so you reckon it's going to happen brucey in 24 well mark perry's telling me it is um he's a pretty intelligent guy he's been running the event for a long time he knows the sport um i don't think they would have put it out there without some understanding of where they're going it's insurance is going to be a big issue but the tasmanian one thing you don't do in to tasmanian people is is come down from the mainland and wave a big stick because they all um they all join arms together and uh you know, it's a big event for Tasmania and um, they want it to happen. So it'll be interesting. As I said, we've got a bit of a, we've got a, some coverage of the stash between um, Perry and um, Eugenia Rocker, um, which was in played out in the media in Tasmania. We've spoken to uh, to uh, Stephen White from the AASA. And, if, and uh, as I said, we I managed to interview Mark yesterday right on our deadline. So we've got a, a short um, piece and some quotes from Mark in there, and next uh, next issue we'll have an extended um, situation. I did get a very brief response from Eugene, but um, a rocker at uh, Motorsport Australia, but he didn't really add anything more to what he'd already said. He didn't mm. give you a, a Gunther Steiner response, though, did he? No, no, no. He was polite, but very short to to what he what he had to say. He believes that you know um, he doesn't think that that uh, what they're doing is wrong. Mark Perry assures me that there's, there was never in, any intention not to to take the recommendations on and work towards achieving those things. But as he pointed out to me, <coughs> as far as he's concerned, they were they were asked to do 17. There was 17 recommendations put to them or requests by most. In the first report, yep, yeah, and they did them all. The other recommendations, the balance of the 24, were actually relating to. Um, uh, sanction to to basically to motorsport Australia to licensing and scrutineering things like that. So um, look, it's a bit messy, but we've tried to put the story together, and we will. As I said, had a long conversation with Mark Perry. He was very uh, frank and full about what's going on, and um, that'll be pretty interesting reading for those people that are engaged in tarmac rallying. And um, it is a big part of the sport, and Targa needs to be needs to be uh, brought back, and um, you know made safe well it can it can't be made it can't be made completely safe i mean you can get killed playing cricket so let's be brutally frank motorsport motorsport isn't without risk but then neither is catching a bus so you know move on anything you'd like to ask me come on guys you're very flat <laughs> no i was i was i was pretty much agreeing with you bruce i just i'm hopeful because i know i've got i know a lot of people who who love this event and have competed in it consistently they wanted to get resolved. Um, they just thought that the stuff that 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 uh, Motorsport Australia wanted from them was too extreme, and they were hoping to get some sensible sensible response, um, particularly on the licensing front. Um, you know, with no credit for previous you know previous activities. Uh, I mean, even uh, even uh, Motorsport Australia has even been bending on what you need for a super license recently. So. Maybe oh, Paul, you've gone down another rabbit burrow. You came out of one and you've gone straight back down another. I thought but that was pretty one things, <laughs> Yeah. One of the things about the target, the tarmac licensing thing was that in some cases, you know, you had to have a 
10, 10 events of experience. Well, if you look at the the number of Motorsport Australia sanctioned tarmac rallies in Australia, it could take years before you're actually eligible to, to compete at the top level. And that's ridiculous, and it doesn't take into account an awful lot of experience that other people don't. I, I, this is not over. It's it's gonna it's gonna play out a bit more, but um, yeah, we'll see what happens. And as we all know, motorsport isn't without its risks, and that's the appeal to a lot of people. And but you know, so you just got to be sensible and and understand what the risks are and try and avoid them. So there's another little um, door that I'm going to open for you, Bruce, and you can decide whether to walk through it or we can walk away. Um, but Motorsport Australia's role in this, um, it seems incredibly inconsistent um, and their positioning just strikes me at t- times of being a bit absurd. So what's your take on Motorsport Australia's involvement and um, and is uh, and are these guys justified in going away from them? Um, well, the, 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 the genuine issue is I think that they... Um, look, there's no, there's, no, there's no doubt in my mind that if tarmac rallying, rallying disappeared from the surface of the uh, of, out of motorsport Australia's books, they'd probably be happy because um, why else would they would they introduce a license fee of four and a half thousand dollars for for the top of the line license? I mean that's bloody pilot stuff. That's that's ridiculous. Um, the reality is that tarmac rallies in this in this country um, generate massive amounts. We're talking millions of dollars worth of government state government support all around the country in western australia and south australia in victoria and and tasmania obviously and um you know i I don't know what it's about i don't know whether it's ma trying to make a stake on the make a claim to take control of it i I don't know but as i said it's um it's it's there's the battle the battle lines have been drawn and it's this fight's going to go on and um as far as Mark Perry's concerned, he's going to run an event. The comments from Motorsport Australia seem pretty narky, though. I mean, they're um, they're obviously not happy. Well, no, think, they're not. Think of how many people buy a license just to drive in a target event. Well, it's the sanctioning <laughs> fees. They get paid an awful yeah. lot of money. Yeah. Um, they have a huge number of officials down there. It's a very expensive event for to put on. But look, um, as I say, there's 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 some some interesting stuff in the magazine which you can. Um, You'll be able to buy digitally tonight or Thursday um, in your news agent. So yeah, um, so but uh, yeah, that story, the saga of Targa, will go on as the as the cracks in the tarmac rally scene grow wider. Now, speaking of the next magazine, I think we've pretty much previewed everything we need to talk about, haven't we? Except for second part of Scott McLaughlin. Um, what else have we got, Bruce? Oh, look, there's a lot in there, but one thing I did want to touch on, touch on is um, we lost a, um, a true legend of Australian motorsport. Well, John Pizarro, he was a legend of, um, of the karting industry, been around a long time, raced overseas a lot, um, a true legend of the sport. Um, John was a relatively young guy at 78, and he'd been battling Parkinson's disease for a very long time, and... Um, he was uh, inducted into this Motorsport Hall of Fame a few years ago. He was also awarded the uh, Order of Australia medal a few years ago too. And he's a real character and uh, very popular, really hardened competitor. And, uh, yeah, as I said, John passed away uh, late last week and uh, there's a little piece in there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, just, we need to, we need to um, make mention of, of him and his passing. He did a lot of work 
raised a lot of money for research and and funds for uh, for it to look into his illness as well. Excellent. All right. And what else have we got to? to... Well, another bit of news that came across the desk, which which we, which is disappointing again, is that uh, World Series Sprint Cars is not going to go ahead again next year. Yeah. What are those people up to, Bruce? There are hundreds and hundreds of sprint cars around the country. It's one of my favourite things to do on a Saturday night in summer. I've been to lots and lots of races. I know some some of the legendary drivers, and it seems it's like a family squabble or something. They just can't get their act together. Um, or you know, the, the, I, the, the stuff I read was saying that they had a sponsor and they had support and. Once again, they've all gone and had a fight about who's going where and when and who's up who for the rent and whatever. And the upshot is the people who suffer, apart from the competitors, is actually the spectators. Yeah, look, I'm not sure. The the board of Speedway Australia, which is a pretty tight-knit little group, um, controlled by pretty heavily controlled by a couple of people, um, voted against World Series going ahead this year, much to the... Much to the surprise of many of the other heavy hitters and the track owners around the country, but look, it won't stop speedway. It won't stop sprint car racing. Um, all the major events, they'll still run their their big um, track championships over over um, over the, the the Christmas New Year break. You know, there's the uh, Speed Week in Victoria. There's another Speed Week in Queensland. So, you know, it'll keep going. It's just disappointing that we don't have a um, national series up and running. Yep. Um, anything else, or are we going to move on? Because um, no. we've got some exciting news, haven't we? We have, Andrew. You better um, you better tell tell the viewers all do about we, it. Do we need a trumpet or a drum roll? Oh, hang on a sec. I've got that sound effect somewhere. Yes. <laughs> I'm That's not great. Great. Hang on, Here we go. Drum roll. Fantastic. I can't hear a thing. Okay. We have a giveaway coming up. So, yes. um. Our good friends at Chevrolet, proving that there is no parity problem, um, are going to give us some things to give away. So I think we've got jackets and all sorts of other things coming, haven't we, Bruce? Yeah, jackets and caps and T-shirts and all sorts of things to uh, for our Rev Limiter uh, fans and enthusiasts. This is just getting bigger and better, isn't it? I mean, we're just it's it's just growing. And uh, yeah, no. So how are they going to? How are they going to do it? They're going to jump onto socials and they're going to comment. Um, or pose a question on the socials um, referencing the auto action rev limiter. Which socials? Um, well, we need them on. It doesn't matter really. Do we want? To, oh, we probably should be fine. What are we? What are we big on? Facebook, Instagram. Well, Twitter. We have we have got a specific. We have got a specific um, rev limiter podcast email address. Um, yep. Oh, look, Andrew, you've jumped the gun. I don't know how 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 this all works. All this social media stuff. You've. What, what are we? What are they going to do? We haven't got a. We got a rev limiter page. We do actually. We do have a rev limiter page on Facebook. Um, they could jump in there and do that. But I thought um, jump onto Auto Action, um, comment on this this um, uh, edition of the rev limiter. Oh yes, we'll um, be share it with your friends. Yes, we'll and be putting plenty of posts up. Yep. yep, and we'll pluck a random person out of it. So um, I'm guessing we're not going to give anything away to a Ford person, though, eh? No, well, they deserve to get some quality stuff as well, Paul. That's well. What I was about to say is, I'll definitely be, we'll definitely be talking with the Ford people to make sure that we have parity, parity on our giveaways. You know, you know, Chevy have jumped out first, but uh, Ford might run them down from behind. I, you know, there could be all sorts of things happening in future. 
Um, and yes. uh, I did, we'd even be happy to give them the stuff away to Collingwood supporters. So, <laughs> oh, no, are you listening, Mark Scope? Probably not. I don't think we're not, to us. we're not prejudiced here. We're open to all denominations. Anyway, so jump on our socials, Facebook probably pre- preferably because that's our biggest one. Um, comment on this uh, on the Road Rebel Limited podcast, and we will give away to somebody who does that. Okay, now, I think it. we I think we should also get onto Barks for something special. Barks must have some sort of merch or something at his place, you know, maybe an official Supercars shirt or something so that somebody can sneak in looking like an official. Because <laughs> there's not enough of those around, is there? No, it's not. No, 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 never, never, never. <laughs> You've got another person wearing in pit lane with a Supercars shirt on, that would make oh, it 10,000, wouldn't they'd it? Blend the anyway. They'd blend in because there's yes. an awful lot of them walking around and I wouldn't know what most of them do. Yes. All right, we're going to um, shut this podcast down because we've got the special edition that'll come out on um, Thursday morning with um, Andrew Dickerson from Richard Childress Racing to discuss Brody Kostecki and his um, efforts to uh, get to the Brickyard 200 and, um, and make a mark on it. So, Bruce, not thanks a, for your time. Not sort of a mark, though, Andrew, a mark on the result sheet, not necessarily a mark on the Brickyard itself. Yeah, well, you probably could do that as well. Yeah. But, uh, of course, don't yeah. forget, viewers, you can actually watch the event um, I'll just can just ask my it's young Foxtel, yep. young assistant. What time's it on, Tom? Five a.m. It's about five a.m. on Monday morning. Be able to watch it live. Yeah, or put it on slight delay and get up at six. Oh yeah, For, you know some of you can be watching it when you're coming home or uh, getting ready to go out. Who knows? <laughs> yes, indeed. All right. Well, that's enough for this podcast. Thanks, Bruce, for your time. Thank you. Thanks, PG. Always fun. And hopefully next week I won't be in pain and I'll be a bit more fun and I can lead you astray. Good on you. Thanks for popping in.